Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Okay, well, I'm here today with um, Justine. Justine lives in WA and she's had a few procedures done uh, just recently. So we're just going to have a bit of a chat to her. Justine is a massive weight loss patient and um, she did lots of research before, during and after her procedures and um, she knows a lot about a lot of things. So welcome, Justine. Oh, hi, Trish. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming along. Justine, so tell us, so first of all, how old are you? Um, oh, yeah, good question. I kept telling myself I'm 28, but I'm actually 47. Okay. Um, and, yeah, 40, 47. Um, I've been sort of morbidly obese my whole life, um, tipping the scales um, at 165 kilos was my wake-up moment. Wow. And wow. I went and had, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually a photo that um, set me off to go see, um, go see a, a gas, um, bariatric surgeon. surgeon. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. That's the word. Bariatric okay. surgeon. Yep. In Perth, um, and he performed the lap band on me and that worked really really well um and i didn't actually have any complications as such from the band but i ended up having that removed and revising to the sleeve um due to um, a geographical change in my working situation Mm -hmm. so i couldn't really regulate the band properly where i was now living so the sleeve opened up that new lifestyle for me and um continued with my weight loss um, to lose 75 kilos and I got down to about 90 kilos and um, so I started my investigation in, in the excess skin removal uh, probably a year before I actually went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went and had consults. Um, I, I was over in Thailand for work and, and I was aware of a few um, groups that went from went from Australia to Thailand in these escorted groups and 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 I kept a very open mind and although that wasn't for me I thought I might go and actually have a consult with the surgeon that these groups use mm-hmm. and, and do it privately and just to get a ballpark sort of thing and and went went to the hospital and, and everything and had a consult with the surgeon and and I had an idea you know with the procedures that I would need doing um which was obviously the breast reduction and lift, um, the arm reduction, either a lower body lift or belt lipectomy, um, and my thighs as well. So I thought, well, I'd love to be able to get it all done at once, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you do when you first start out. Mm-hmm. But I, um, so I went, I went to see this surgeon in Thailand, and and he said, yeah, yeah, sure, we can do it. Um, we can do it in three operations over four days. Um, you'll need to be here for six weeks to recover sort of thing and it'll cost $16,000. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, cheers, thanks, mate, and continue, continued on with what I was doing in Thailand, flew back to Australia, had that as a ballpark. Um, then I looked at, I heard that my bariatric surgeon did um, excess skin removal 
for is weight loss surgery patients. Okay, that seems to be um, um, a, a, I don't know if it's a growing phenomenon, that, but that um, I've, I've heard that quite a few times actually. Yeah, and that sort of frightened me, Trish, to be mm-hmm. honest, because I, I thought, you know, although this guy was great and, and he gave me my life back sort of thing and he was good as a general surgeon, I needed somebody a little bit more specialised and that's when I started researching the differences between what somebody calls themselves as a cosmetic surgeon and a plastic surgeon. And and that's when I realised it's like, well, if you're a GP, you can call yourself a cosmetic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're a plastic surgeon, well, obviously you've got your medical degree, but then you've got another further seven, nine years training mm-hmm. on top of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my profession, I'm a qualified tradesperson for 20-odd years and and we also have people that do the same job without the qualifications and, and it irritates me that they class themselves the same as me. So I could understand the difference, how frustrating it would be for a plastic surgeon to be put in the same boat as a cosmetic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, then I, I spoke to my bariatric surgeon, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I can do your tummy tuck for you. Um, you know, for three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars and that." And I thought, you know what? No thanks. Um, I want actual fine OCD. You know, I, I want somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, you, you need rec- when it comes to a point like that. It's, not, it's reconstructive surgery, really. It's it like because it's all about the form and, and the function rather than just skin removal. Exactly, exactly. And and I wasn't, you know, and I'm not knocking the bariatric surgeon at all because mm. he's he's brilliant at what he does. But for me, I I wanted a professional. And, and I wanted that plastic surgeon. So then I started, I was thinking, well, shit, you know, I don't know where to even start to look for a plastic surgeon. Um, so obviously, you know, I, I found a couple of plastic surgery pages through the weight loss pages on, on Facebook. And, um, and but then the names being banded about, you know, it was sort of very cliched that, you know, there was a surgeon in Adelaide everybody would go to, but it turns out he's not plastic. <laughs> Oh, I think we've had a bit of a, a hiccup there, Trish. That's okay. <laughs> I can hear you fine. We'll just keep going. That's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, and there were like flavour of the month surgeons and people were travelling far and wide to go see these surgeons. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. So I took a bit of time with my research and, and everything and, and then I found um, the West Australian Plastic Surgery Centre. And also heard of uh, a top female surgeon in, in WA and a couple of other surgeons in WA. And I, and I thought, okay, all right. I, I, the, what I liked about the, the WA Plastic Surgery Centre was they had six surgeons there. They were all highly trained plastic reconstructive surgeons. Mm-hmm. And they had, it was a whole holistic um, setup. You know, they, they had a great aftercare system and um, in place where postoperatively you could go there as many times as you needed, and this is all included in the cost, so you weren't getting charged every time you went, you know, post-op and that sort of thing. Um, and I, I, I went, I went, and had the consult with the female surgeon and another surgeon, and then I went to um, 
I went and had a look at the WA Plastic Surgery Centre and, and I thought, oh, God, now I've got to pick which surgeon I want to go and see. So they had a great um, – they've got a great website. They've also got a Medispa that's attached to it. So if you're not really sure about cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, you know, you can have all these other procedures and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I, I looked at the surgeons, read their bios and everything, and I'm a bit of a local girl, so – uh, they had a couple of local trained boys and, and that sort of thing. And, and there was one that caught my eye. So I thought, I thought, oh, I might go and make an appointment with him. Okay. I um, hope it wasn't just because he was good looking. Oh, my God. No, you know, you know what? He wasn't, he wasn't really that good looking. Good. His, photo is, his, his photo isn't good looking, but he sort of, when you meet him in person, you fall into these beautiful eyes and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was like dreamy eyes. So I was like, yep, you're the one. <laughs> but, but he was the one surgeon that, that refused to do what I wanted. Right. That's interesting. So it was really interesting. Mm. And, and he, he was the one that actually kept it real for me because he said to me, he said, right, okay, this is what you need doing. Um, you know, I, by that stage, you know, I'd lost all inhibitions i walked in stripped off naked in front of him he's like oh hang on i'll get the nurse i said no no no, it's okay it's all right it's all good you've seen it all before um so i i was going to have a belt lapectomy uh, the low and the lower body lift sort of thing in the end um i changed and had an extended fleur-de-lis and that was my first procedure the second procedure was going to be my arms and my breasts mm-hmm. And then my final procedure was going to come back and do the mons reduction and my thighs. Okay. And the way and, and I was a bit angry with him because I said, Look, if we're gonna to have to do the tummy tuck, at least do the thighs at the same time. And he said, Well look, you know, here's here's the facts, Justine. He said, These two areas are on the same blood supply. You're a smoker, you've been a smoker for 20, 30 years. He said, If I do that, your skin will die. Uh-huh. He said and I, I just, I'm not going to put myself to that. I'm not going to put the, you at that risk. He said, you need to give up smoking six months before surgery or I'm not even going to look at you. So that forced another, you know, that was another big thing, having to give up smoking because yep. I love smoking. You know, I loved it and didn't want to. Yeah. But but I had to look at the bigger picture. I wanted, I wanted this skin gone. Mm-hmm. So I... I thought, okay, all right, this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. But I, I think it was also he said something to me in that consult. He said, look, he said, I look at you like you're my mother or my sister. Mm-hmm. And he said, and if I'm not prepared to do it on them, I'm not prepared to do it on you. Yeah, that's nice and reassuring. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I usually ask that question myself. What would you do if it was your wife or your sister? <laughs> Yeah, and he said that to me. I didn't ask about, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really ask about that, but he said that to me and, and I was like, yeah, you're the one. And then I told him about the consult in Thailand and he shook his head mm-hmm. and he said the fact that they were willing to put you through, you know, you know what it's like. I, I'm a veteran of surgery anyway, not not cosmetic mm-hmm. but, or plastic, but other surgeries. You know, this is like my 20th general anaesthetic. Mm-hmm. And he said the fact that they were going to prep you for surgery, have a big surgery, recover, then prep you the next day and go in again, mm-hmm. he said, doesn't that 
you know, the alarm bells ring, you know, shouldn't they be ringing? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you're right, you're right. So the the cost of all of the procedures in Thailand was the cost of just my first procedure here. Yeah. But so so the so the very first thing you had done was the fleur-de-lis tummy the tuck, extended, which is... Yeah, the extended fleur-de-lis. Okay. Uh, they went round, just round to my back blank sort of mm-hmm. thing. You said, we don't need to go the whole way around. You weren't carrying too much, you know, in, in your middle ba- lower back. So I had that done um, and recovery was pretty much clockwork. I had the small wound breakdown at the T-junction like, you know, mm-hmm. nine out of ten people do have. Mm-hmm. So you had that uh, procedure. Um, when was that roughly? That was November 25th, 2015. Okay, so November the year before last. And the, so you, how long did it take you to recover from that? Um, well, I, fortunately with work, you know, um, I, I am a high school teacher. Um, fortunately with work, I, I had the six-week break. I took a couple of weeks leave. So, and I, I, I needed the whole lot, you know. I, I don't understand how people can say, oh, I can go back to work in two weeks. It's, yep. it's weird. Um, but so I, I took that whole time to recover. Mm-hmm. And, and every. So, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. And I was going to say, and, and the procedure that you had after that was which one? Um, then I went back and I booked again um, for November 27th this year. Oh, no, sorry, last year. The, okay, so a year uh, later. Yeah, a year later because I okay. was uh, putting my surgeries one year apart yeah. um, purely for work. So I had this paid leave. So it was like, well, you, you're silly not to take it yeah. and put them then. Um, and I... I was booked to have my arms done and a breast reduction and breast lift done mm-hmm. and the, the mons pubis reduction and, and lift right. um, because I wanted the scar. I was having a scar revision done along along the mons line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, we were always going to go back and do the mons later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was a little bit um, scared. I, I didn't want the mons done the first time around because I was afraid I'd seen so many raised lifted so high that it was almost in line with the belly button mm-hmm. so I, I sort of said Lana, let's just leave that low and we'll come back to that later yeah um so no he, he was happy with that and um so about two months before my surgery um I've been making some poor choices and I'd put on 10 kilos oh, no. and um, oh. yeah I know oh. self-sabotage oh, no, I've done it too it's okay yeah, I know. And seriously, I was beating myself up over it and I'm also going through menopause as well. Right. So, and, <laughs> and I was taking some medication which caused a rapid weight gain in a short amount of time. So he said to me, he said, look, Justine, he said, I can do your arms, but let's face it, I'm going to have to go back and do a revision mm-hmm. because you're going to lose the weight again. And he said, and I, I was helping. I, I needed these arms done. And he said, he said, look, if I can't talk you out of it, I'll do it. But I really, this is this is the reality of it. I will have to do a revision later. So I was gutted um, because I'd never shown my arms since I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so mentally it was a big thing. Yeah. Um, told, no, I'm not doing your arms. Um so I thought, oh, I'll stuff it. 
here, look, I've got the money. What else can you do? I said, what about my eyes? People are always telling me I'm tired. I look tired. So he looked and he said, well, you said your upper, your upper eyelids. He said, you'd be a great candidate for that. I said, well, come on, let's do that. We'll do something, we'll do something completely cosmetic. So, so, so you didn't get your – did you do your arms as well? No. I, I, okay, I, ended so you, okay. up, I ended up listening to him. Uh-huh. And I ended up listening to him and used that. I, I walked away with that and he said, I'm going to do your arms and your legs at the same time because he said in actual fact, they're the last that really should be done if you're yep. going through your whole body. So he said, use that as your motivation mm-hmm. for when you come back. Mm-hmm. He said, so I said, all right, that's great. So on November 27 this year, mm-hmm. on, in 2016, mm-hmm. I had my upper eyelids done, mm-hmm. my breast reduction, which I was uh, J-cup, and mm-hmm. he took 1.4 kilos off the left breast and 1.5 kilos off the right breast. Wow. And, and I'm now a C cup. Mm-hmm. I, I, got, I got fitted the other day, which was really spinny because I couldn't fill a D cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I did tell him. I, I specifically told my surgeon, I said, take them all off. I don't want them. Yeah. And he said, I can't take it all off. He said, but I'll make them as small as I can for your frame. Yeah. So I said, okay, I trust you. I, yep. I trust him completely. Yep. And um, my partner is not really over the moon with it. He thinks I'm as flat as a surfboard, but I said, you'll get over it. Yep. I feel great. Yep. <laughs> I feel <laughs> awesome. Um, and the Mons, the Mons pubis, um, that has been reduced beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I just I want to show it to the world. so you so you had your breast reduction your eyes and your mons pubis together yes last year in november okay yeah and and you know what that this recovery has probably been a little bit harder than the extended Mm fleur-de-lis whether or not because it was three different areas Mm -hmm. i'm not too sure Mm -hmm. but so i stayed in hospital for I stay as long as I can because it's just a, a little break for me. Mm-hmm. I stayed, I think it was five nights this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because I'm a country patient, I then um, stayed local for a few days and then had my post-op appointment with him. Mm-hmm. I was just about to go back home and then I developed a hematoma oh, in, no. my mons, in my mons pubis area. And I had, I did have my final post-op appointment with him and so seriously this is what I'm talking about is why I'm so glad I went to where I was Mm -hmm. instead of overseas or or I I can't speak for the other places I was looking at in in Perth but this um, WA Plastic Surgery Centre seriously I went there I saw the nurse she said yeah okay there's obviously a problem Um, my surgeon came into the room he wrote out a referral, rang um, for a CT scan straight away. I was in in a private clinic getting a CT scan within half an hour. Went back. He said, look, he goes, I really didn't want to have to open you up again, but I'm going to have to. He said, I think you'll be okay for this. This is on a Wednesday. He said, you'll be okay. He said, I'm going to do you first thing Friday morning. So come back in and we'll readmit you. Right. Um, so I went back in totally cool with the whole thing and 
Thin ether just thinks that I'm there for frequent flyer points because um, <laughs> <laughs> I've had the same anaesthetist and I said to him, I said, oh, look, you know, I wasn't happy with the last one. I said, you knocked me out too quick. I told you to put it in slowly if I'm paying you this sort of money. Yeah. <laughs> but this this um, was all done free of charge, the the whole revision and every, you know, that, that complication. There was no yeah. cost whatsoever. I, I like the fact that you were seen to so quickly and not, you know what I mean? Like, um, like that's fantastic. The aftercare, yeah. second to none, cannot yeah. fault it. Yeah, cannot fault it at all, and and that that's what people don't seem to realise. You know, they yeah. they think, oh yeah, I'm going to go overseas and and I'm going to have a holiday and I'm going to do this and that and and it's like, um, hello, you're going for surgery, yeah, and it's you're going to be in pain. And yeah. sure enough, I mean, look, there are some success stories, and but there's a lot of horror stories as well. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm going to be a horror story, I'd rather be at home. Yeah. You know, and and I was, you know, there was a complication, and I needed to go back into theatre, and and I, I'm just so happy that my surgeon and his team, you know, could deal with it there and then and mm-hmm. straight away, mm. and that. So, and I feel beautifully. Um, I have absolutely no scarring on my eyes. Yeah, right. It's, it's com- it, well, I've got photos on that. Um, and the plastic surgery hub page, mm-hmm. the ones that haven't that haven't been taken down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so for anyone who who wants to, know, um, Justine and I met on um, the Facebook closed um, support forum, and um, um, she's forever well, saying what she thinks, but also posting photos that um, Facebook doesn't like, so they um, remove the photo and block her for twenty four hours. But she's now on her second warning, so she's been blocked off of Facebook for three days, so she's always doing bad things as far as Facebook concerns. Oh, well, I think it's more educational things, yeah. Trish. You know, I like, to, I like to educate people, and maybe my sticker wasn't quite big enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, perhaps, I don't know, maybe the sticker wasn't big enough, but yeah. it, was, it was the Mons reduction one that they, they didn't take too kindly to this time, and I was thinking, well, how big can you put the sticker? You want yeah. to show people a reduction. Yeah, exactly. So you must feel like a new – so you've still got your arms and thighs to do, is that right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. I, so I'm actually going to take a year off this year. I think my body just needs um, a little bit of rest time mm-hmm. and and I, I, I'm i a bit of a traveller, Trish, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like to go away and I said to my, my partner, I said – I can't do surgery again this year. I have to go away for Christmas and New Year. I cannot spend another Christmas and New Year at home. Recovering. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. It was doing my head in. So I said, well, t- I'm taking a break this year and I'm going to – and it gives me that time to get back in that headspace, lose the, lose the weight, get myself down to a happy space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm never going to be a size eight. Mm-hmm. Um at my at my absolute happiest, where people were saying how gaunt and skinny I was, I was actually size fourteen to sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that was my ultimate goal was to to get to that size. So and and that's where I'm happy at the moment. So yeah, yeah. you do find that happy space. You do, yeah. you do, and it's and it's really difficult when you start out when you're super morbidly obese. You, People say, what's your goal? And it's, it's like, you don't have any idea. I've, I had no idea what my goal would be. 
I, I thought my dream would be, you know, mate, oh, geez, it'd be nice to be a size 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you, you just pluck something out of your head. Yeah. You don't know what your body's going to be like. Um, yeah, and, exactly. And sort of but so, I, I think, yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, so you've lost 75 kilos. Um, you're pretty much stable now, give or take, you know, five, ten kilos, depending on what's going on in your life at at the time. Probably not dissimilar to myself. Um, you've you've had those procedures. You've got two more that you want to have done, which is your you want to have your thighs done. Yes, that's a medial and thigh lift. That's from the inside, um, uh, from the groin area down mm-hmm. to the kneecap. Mm-hmm. Yep, and your arm, your arms, your brachioplasty. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely my arms, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, that sounds great. I, I mean, I really admire the fact that you've been able to space it out like that for yourself, but the fact that you, because I know, it, like, a lot of people do want to get it all done at once, but I'm not the one, at, you know, all at once type of person myself either because um, it does frighten me a bit um, to have all that done at once because um, you, you do need a long recovery, you know. Well, well I, I actually was that person that wanted it all done at once. Yeah. And, and then when the surgeon I went to explained to me your blood supply yeah, and, and, and what's connected and everything, and, and, he's, and, and I said to him, I said, well, look, you know, if you're doing the fleur de can you do the thighs? He said no because of the blood thing. Can you do the breasts? You know, I wanted more than one thing done. You know, I was like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> and he's, I said, can you, can you do the tummy tuck and the, and, and the boobs at the same time? And he said, no. And he said, you're going to thank me for this in a year when, when you come back. He said, because what happens is is when, when they do the, the tummy and the, well, especially the fleur-de-lis, things go down and pulled down and things go pulled up. Mm-hmm. He said, then things settle. Yeah. He said, it takes a good, you know, six months to a year for things to settle in and everything. He said, then when we come back and do your breasts, you get another little pull up at the same time. Yeah. And it all gets, it all complements each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you're right. And I, uh, part of me was thinking, you know, it was quite cynical thinking, you just want my money. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you know, this is all about you getting maximum dollars out of me. Yeah. But the other part was like thinking, oh, this guy's actually quite logical. Yeah. And and that's that's what sold me on it was his logic. Mm-hmm. And and what was really comforting, Trish, was when I was being wheeled into theatre for my first surgery. The nurses said to me, she said. He's the surgeon I'm going to use. Yeah, right. That's great. That was awesome. And the nurses in the plastics ward at the hospital were also saying there's only three surgeons that they would use and he was one of them. They said that we see everybody's work. Fantastic. And, and he was one of them. And I was just like, oh. And he's so, and I do, I call him OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want that. You want yep. that in a surgeon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched a surgeon in Brisbane um, perform um, a procedure on a woman. He did a breast reduction and a, a tummy tuck. And um, I, I watched him and he, he was a little bit OCD, like to the point where he actually had finished, was close to like maybe two inches off sewing, um, sewing up at the end from the breast reduction. And I thought, mm, 
no, not happy there. So he kind of went back in with the lipo and just did a bit more lipo under, you know, the top of her belly. But, but just that OCD to, to watch that in action, you know, where someone's really fussy, they want to put out a really good job and, you know, make the patient happy. It's just like to, to be there while that was happening. I was like, wow, that's just, yeah. you know, it makes you feel really, really assured, you know, really confident for that person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, and I was so, so pleased with this MONS reduction. And I know, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I want that done when I have my tummy tuck done. But it's like small steps, you know, they're, they're not miracle workers yep. and you need to be patient. Yep. You need to be patient with it. Um, you need to give your body time to heal and recover and, and fall into that shape. Mm-hmm. Um and he did a lot of lipo where, with I, I believe with the Mons reduction, normally they do a vertical incision. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have to do that with mine because okay. he was doing the scar revision across the pubic hairline. Mm-hmm. He said there was enough there to lift up, pull down, pull it into the same place and just lipo the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Yeah, I was like, woohoo, you beaut. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. I'll have to put that in, um, use that as a quote, lipo the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Well, that's great, Justin. I've been dying to have a chat to you about, um, you know, what you've had done and, and what your plans are for the, you know, for the future and just basically sharing um, your journey with us. Oh, thanks, Trish. No, it's been a pleasure to be able to share it. And, and look, I, I don't – part of me, as I said to you earlier, I said I'm not one of these people who goes and spruits my surgeon's name around. Mm-hmm. Um, if people ask privately, I, I'll let them know. Yeah. Um, but I think I think part of the thing is he's a very humble private man and he's not in it for the publicity. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's a lot of surgeons out there that um, – use that social media platform and I don't know whether it's for you know their own benefit or, or just to drum up business or whatever but my surgeon's not like that you know he, he's also the the head um, hand trauma surgeon at one of the leading public hospitals in Perth see he's mm-hmm. his private practice is not his main you know that they do a lot of charity work and, yeah. and everything as well so it, it was just I don't know. It's, it was. It's just right. It's yep. just right to yep. go out there. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, a lot of a lot of plastic surgeons do do a lot of um, charity work over here and overseas, and work in public hospitals. And you know, it, it's not um, all about the money, as as a lot of people think. They're just and, and you, know, you know what? It actually, it's it's cheaper to have it done here than it is overseas. When, yeah. when you when you when you look at it, and you think your airfares, your accommodation. And this so-called spending money because you're on a holiday, mm-hmm. it's actually cheaper if if you have you know with your private health insurance, um, it's cheaper to have it done here. Well, it's definitely a false economy, but to think that it's um, cheaper overseas. I've done lots of um, you know price comparisons and stuff like that, and it's just it's just not. I mean, there, there may be you know cases where it is, but overall, it's just not. You know, and I'm like you, I just wouldn't risk it. <laughs> You know, no way. I know, I know. No and we're in such a I want it now society. I've got to have it now. Yeah. And and that's another thing that sort of, uh, it's, it's another gripe of mine too is people accessing their super. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a very personal decision and everything, but but it's like, you know, I don't think they realise what 
what they're doing, you know, that they're still having to pay tax on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's all about that I want it now, I've got to have it now. It's like, how about saving up for it and, and, and everything? But that's just a personal thing. Well, and some people just won't be able to save up for it and the only way that they can do it is, is with their super. So I, I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just think everyone just do, do what you want as long as, you know, yeah. you're well-informed, you know, in what you do. But, you know, as long as you've researched what you've done, do, do what you want, you know. Really, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm anti cosmetic surgeons. Um, you know, I, I know that there might be the odd one or two, but you know, maybe they should go and just train to be a plastic surgeon. I don't um, know. They only take on a, a, um, you know, so many every year, and I, I think there's enough room, you know, there's enough out there for everyone to have a little bit. It just depends on what you're having done as to who you should go to, really. Like, um, yeah, you know, so yeah, it's a hard one. I know that. But anyway, it's, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Justine. I look forward to putting this together um, as the, the podcast for you and also sharing it out as a bit of a blog. Um, yeah, hopefully you don't have to edit too much. <laughs> no, I won't be editing at all. <laughs> oh, no, come on, you've got to edit some. <laughs> all right, thanks, Justine. Well, you have a great night. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Thanks, okay. Trish. And Lovely to talk to you. Bye. My pleasure. And if you guys would like to um, know where Justine had her surgery or have any more questions, just drop us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. Thanks, Justine. Thanks, Trish. See ya. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.